0: From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, y'all? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller from the Eagle, joined by Jake Weiss, the Eagles High School Sports Reporter. Jake, it's it's been a hot minute since we've had an episode, but... I'm excited to to get back and uh, talk a little Brazos Valley High School football.
1: Yeah, I am too. It's uh, it's funny. I don't think the la- I can't remember the last time I was actually in the studio. Maybe December, <laughs> maybe late November. Like it's it's yeah, like you said, been a minute.
0: It's been a minute, but of course, it's a great week to bring back the podcast because it's the annual state seven on seven tournament at Veterans Park in College Station this week, and there's seven local area teams including for the first time ever all four bryan college station schools
1: yeah i was gonna say uh that was pretty exciting to see i know rudder got in there uh you know after the pools came out so uh yeah i think i saw i was i was driving back from houston and i saw your tweet that said you know uh hey all four are in i was like all right let's get this party started
0: well hey jake let's go let's just go through real quick who who's going to be there from brian college station and the surrounding area this week
1: yeah so uh, we'll just start off with the four local uh brian college station schools we've got a and m consolidated you know you know they're kind of always there this is their 12th straight appearance uh they won it all i think in 2019 is yeah. that right so yeah there's st- you know they're going to be there uh brian bit of a surprise uh it's first time since 2007 so it's been a while but uh you know they're happy to be back i know they're excited. I was there at the qualifier. You were there too. I was. Yeah, it for was a little uh, bit at least. Yeah. Kind of exciting there. Uh the last the uh, the qualifying game was them versus rudder. So that was pretty fun to see. I, w- I was out there. That was a fun one to watch. Uh then college station as well. Even though College Station hosted that qualifier, thought it was kind of interesting. They had already qualified, so uh they couldn't make it out of pool play. So uh they just got some extra reps in their their backyard. But uh once again, they're another one. You kind of know they're always gonna be there. Uh, This is their tenth straight appearance, and they won it all in twenty eighteen. So both Kansal and College Station, they got some history here. And then last off, like we kind of mentioned earlier, or I mentioned earlier, Rudder is making their first appearance ever. uh, Prosper Round, uh, was it Rock Hill? Rock Hill. Hill? Yeah, I was gonna say Round Rock, like that's not right. Um, They're playing Round Rock. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, They withdrew on Sunday around like nine p.m. I think is when it was pretty late. Yeah, we saw that tweet, um, or we saw that news, I should say. So yeah, Rudder's going to be there as well, and then in Division Two and Three, uh, you got Lexington, Cameron Yo, and Hearn. Uh, both of them, or all three of them, excuse me, have been there before. Uh, Hearn's, you know, been there quite a bit. You know, you have the Yeoman,
0: and then they'll as well, and then
1: they'll kick off things on Thursday before those four school, other four schools play on Friday.
0: Right. Well, hey, just a quick refresher of how this whole thing works. There's 64 teams in Division 1, 32 each in Divisions 2 and 3. All three of those divisions, they're split into pools of four teams. They play a round-robin style on day one. So then, of course, the teams in Division 2 and 3, they play Thursday and Friday, pool play Thursday, bracket play Friday. So Friday morning, those Division 2, Division 3 brackets, they're into uh, all all the teams. They go into a 32-team, single-elimination, championship bracket, games start at 8 a.m. And then on Saturday, Division one that's their bracket play. Uh, the top two teams in each pool, they advance to the championship bracket, and the third- and fourth-place teams will play in the consolation brackets, and both of those are single elimination as well. Seven-on-seven, seven, it's passing only. You can't rush the quarterback. Teams have four seconds to throw the ball. The, the field looks different, too. It's played on a 45-yard field. They're split into three 15-yard zones. You have three downs to get a first down in the first two zones, and you have four downs in that third zone, which is known as the goal-to-go zone. You have four downs to score. So it, it's pretty quick, too. There's uh two fifteen 15-minute halves with a running clock, and at halftime, it's just a, hey, let's go get a quick shot of water and uh, <laughs> get back out there and flip it over. So.
1: I'm so glad you went over that again. As someone who's going for the first time, everybody, when we went to that qualifier, I was just I stuck to Alex like glue. I was like, "Please, give me your knowledge, Sensei." Well,
0: it 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 it's been it's been uh it's been something that I've been to uh, many a time. So I've seen the game evolve a little bit over the last few years. So hey, it's summer. We're we're coming closer to. The actual start of the fall season but of course there's some storylines to be had here this week jake
1: yeah first one um that i'm kind of interested in i think a lot of people are probably interested is uh with brian you know it's the first time since 2007 so kind of just looking at it from a seven on seven tournament perspective you know what are they going to do they're kind of playing with house money they've you know been a while since they've been here so i feel like for them Pretty much whatever they go out and do is going to be good. So uh, they, they can go make some noise. And something else I'm kind of looking at is, you know, the quarterback situation. Uh, Malcolm Gooden, you know, he was a senior last year. So obviously someone's got to fill in those shoes. And at that qualifier, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, Brian used kind of a two quarterback system. It's uh, Right now it's two kids who just moved in. Uh, we got Caldwell quarterback, uh, Boone Turner. That might be a name some people are familiar with. He was there and he was he's at Brian now. The other guy is Cason uh, Bird. He's a senior. Uh, I'm blanking on where he's moved in from, but I know he's from a from a school in Texas, and I think his dad moved down was here. He's from the
0: Houston area, was what I heard. Yeah, I think
1: think that's right. I'm I'm blanking on the school. I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, those two guys are you know they split reps in the the game, the qualifying games, the pool games. Uh, you know, kind of interested to see kind of what what shakes out there. What Coach us and the the Vikes kind of got cooking there.
0: Yeah, you know, for Consol, when we were out at the College Station State qualifying tournament, Will Hargett wasn't able to play. He was in a boot. um, And that lent to their backup quarterback, Tyler Poling got to get some some reps there. You know, curious to see what the Tigers do at quarterback, if Will's able to go uh, on his road to recovery. Um, But, you know, there's also some new faces on that defense. I'm really curious to see what the Tigers' defense will look like this weekend.
1: And then uh, kind of flipping gears there uh, to the other school, you know, in town, I know as they call it, College Station. Uh, Congrats to Arrington Maiden. He just committed to Memphis. And also, I forgot to mention him. We were talking about Brian. Congrats to Tyson Turner as well, who just committed to Texas Tech over the weekend. Um, So, you know, College Station is kind of the, well, really one of the only schools in town that, well, besides it has got the quarterback situation, um, you know, set in stone at this point. But so really, I'm kind of looking at College Station's defense. Uh, You know, they lost a lot of those guys from last year. It was a pretty senior group, uh, you know, so I'm interested to see what they've got there. Uh, I know they will have Tony Hamilton, and he's been kind of leading the way. But after that, it's kind of, you know, we'll we'll be learning some names and some faces uh, this weekend, I'm sure. Another guy, too, that we've talked about uh, before on the podcast uh, over at Bremond is Braylon Wortham. And, you know, he just moved in from – uh Well, bremon to College Station, so uh, I'm sure he'll be out there. I think he was out there in the qualifier, was yeah. that right?
0: Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, and they've been using him at what receiver? Is that right?
0: Receiver, a little bit of cornerback. So, I mean, he would be a big help on their defensive side potentially.
1: Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of those those pieces shake out a bit.
0: Yeah, and I I realized I forgot to add in uh Rudder right here. That was a late that was a late addition, of course, but you know. What what are the Rangers going to do? I mean, kind of like they're they're kind of playing with house money they get in, and it's just a good chance to go out and compete. You know, uh, Rudder, they lost Kevin Holmes and Nate Figures uh, to graduation. But, of course, they've got Jaquise Martin. I, I'm excited for people around the state to get to see him because I feel like he's a guy that's kind of flown under the radar. We obviously know about him covering Rudder here locally, but, you know, uh, this will just be a good chance for the Rangers to go out there. And, uh, you know, I, Coach Izar last year was really excited about some of their young talent that was coming up up the up the pipe. And so uh, definitely curious to see how, how the Rangers can fare this weekend.
1: Yeah, and I just want to make a quick add there on Rudder. I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, they went through spring ball for the first time yeah. uh, ever since he's been there. So that that was kind of interesting. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, and he pretty much just said, you know, hey, a little bit of a kind of changed. They did spring ball this year just because it's an earlier start date for school. But he did mention, you know, what something I kind of took note of was that he said, you know, coming out of the spring, he felt like this is the best tackling uh, rudders done. Obviously, there's no tackle in uh, in seven on seven. But I'm interested to see how kind of they can keep the momentum, especially on the defensive end, uh, kind of going forward there, because got to say, uh, I watched a couple of their games at the qualifier and uh, was pretty impressed with that defense. I was also gonna say uh, Cody Billings, quarterback, uh, taken over for Xavier Ramirez, mm-hmm. who was a senior for Rudder last year, and want to give a quick shout out too to Randon Cooks. Uh, wrote about him a lot during basketball season when Rudder was going on their run, but uh, I was pretty impressed. He had a nice little touchdown against uh, Brenham, and I know Coach Izar also told me that uh, he was kind of their MVP in the uh, spring game. So you mentioned Nate and Kevin. Kind of interested to see if he kind of fills in there at receiver and kind of. Uh, Shoulders to load a little bit there.
0: He, he was big on the Cooks twins last year. Yeah. Uh, it, what they potentially could do down the road. So, they'll be able to get some reps in this week. So, Hearn, hey, the Eagles, they're going to have a new quarterback too. Keyshawn Langham's graduated. We're curious to see how they'll look there. But, as we know, the Eagles always have speed. That Eagle speed, it never fails. So, Jake.
1: Yeah, Cameron Yo's another one uh, in Division Two. They got a tough, uh, man, they got a
0: tough, tough pool. <laughs> yeah, they uh, do. Uh,
1: I think you called it the pool of death, which I'm liking that nickname. So, uh, yeah, can they get out of the pool of death? Uh, we don't know. It's going to be a tough challenge. They've got Decatur, Graham, and uh, Carthage. Is that right? The Carthage, Carthage, The state champions. Yeah, so uh, that's a tough pool. But, uh, I mean, hey, the Yeoman, they surprised last year, I thought, a couple games there. So uh, who knows what's going to happen this time around.
0: And then, of course, Lexington got some really got some great young talent. Quarterback Case Evans—he's really starting to show up on the scene. And then Joseph Kerr, younger brother of Jared Kerr—you know—they're kind of the big duo. So curious to see if the Eagles can make a run. Jake, let's close out with this. Let's go with one game to watch for each team. I'm going to start with Anum Consolidated versus Crandall out of the Metroplex area. They're playing on Field 1A at One A at 1:45 p.m. on Friday. We're going one game to watch him pool play, of course. You know, doing a little bit of research. Crandall—they've got a six-four wideout named Joshua Smith. He's got some Power Five offers. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough matchup for the Tigers. Uh, starting starting out pool play, get 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 a good test early.
1: Yeah, I was about to say you mentioned the uh, that console defense where they're gonna look like that's a test for them. We'll yeah. we'll get an early preview of what they look like after yeah. that one. So a game for Brian that I'm really looking at is one we'll see in the fall as well. But it's Brian versus Waller. It's on Friday, 2:30 p.m. Field 6B. Uh, like I said, gonna be a game we see in the regular season. So I'm sure there won't be you know too many trick plays or any kind of surprises. You know, both coaching staffs are gonna want to keep it uh you know maybe close to the cuff there. But uh, gonna be an early glimpse of that. And then plus you know we got Midlothian Heritage as well in that uh, district or that pool, excuse me, not district i um, getting ahead of myself there thinking of the fall, but, uh, yeah, you know, they're a tournament favorite by our friends at, uh, I think Dave Campbell's, they yeah. put that out, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. So that could really be that Brian and Waller game, not only a preview for the fall, but Hey, could be a game to see where you go in the bracket. Are you going to constellation? or are you going to the uh, championship bracket? Who knows?
0: One game I've got circled for college station is, uh, their last game of the day against Everman on field 12 B at four o'clock on Friday. Uh, I think this could be for a pool title, Jake. You know, the Cougars have been sharp in seven-on-seven seven action just by seeing some of their scores at these qualifying tournaments. Everman's a program on the rise. So, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it came down to this game, who gets one or two. And uh, the Cougars definitely uh, going to have to put their best foot forward against a couple of these DFW teams that they're going to face, also facing in Flower Mount Markets. I think that's going to also be a, a good game. Uh, they have a pretty just solid pool in general,
1: uh, another four o'clock game that I'm looking at is rudder versus clear spring. That's going to be on five B on Friday. Uh, you know, it's kind of similar to what we're talking about, Brian and a little bit of college station, uh, you know, not going to be a title game for rudder or anything. We don't know yet any, anyway. but you know, something I'm just kind of curious about is for rudder. I mean, that's the last game of the day where kind of are the chips going to fall? Are they, which kind of side of the bracket are they going? Are they, you know, kicking butt and heading in the championship bracket? We won't know at that point yet, but it, it could be a game that we kind of – and and even though we don't know where they'll be yet, you know, it could be a game where it could be a difference maker. Which side of the bracket are you headed on? Just kind of a, hey, come out and see Rudder, their last game of the day. Just kind of see how the emotions are. I think just kind of an interesting game. Just kind of an intriguing one on the board.
0: Hearn and East Bernard facing off at 2.30 on Thursday on field 13B. If you've been around 7-on-7 seven seven for a while, you've heard these two names quite a bit. <laughs> They're definitely two favorites in their pool. Both are stalwarts at the state tournament, and uh, I guess the question here is: Can Can Eagle Speed get it done? You know, what's interesting is that East Bernard, in the, in the fall, you know they're they're a they're a run oriented team that they'll run the variant of the slot team. So they they have figured out how to do well in the seven on seven arena, but definitely curious to see how uh you know how this game shakes out. I think this is going to be a great matchup, Jake.
1: Man, you're giving me all the four o'clock games, it feels like. <laughs> but uh, another one I'm interested, Lexington, Gunter, uh, Field 8B, 4 p.m. Thursday. Another one kind of similar to College Station where it could be a de facto pool title game. Uh, if Gunter sounds familiar, they won the 3A Division II state title last year. Going to be a favorite again this fall. Uh, so for Lexington, can they pull off a big win? I mean, I feel like Lexington was kind of a team that we talked a lot about on the, we did talk a lot about them on the podcast, but I mean, I was pretty impressed with them uh, last fall. I mean, I think they won double-digit games. I know they had kind of an earlier playoff exit than they would have liked. But I mean, you know, it was a young team, and they're pretty much bringing everybody back. So uh, can Lexington pull off the big win, I guess is the question. Uh, But, you know, even if they don't pull off the big win, you know it's going to be a good game. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm interested in. I've got circle.
0: Well, taking us home, Cameron Yo. I mean, honestly, Jake, you could pick any of Cameron's three games in pool play. It's just, it's that good. <laughs> the one depth. I've got circled, though, is their, their middle game. It's going to be on field 8B Thursday at 315. They face Decatur. I think this one's worth watching because the Yeoman, they're going to have to defend Nate Palm. He, of course, used to be at College Station his first two years. When Steve Huff got hired at Decatur, uh, his dad was an assistant on the Cougar staff followed him up there to join the Eagle staff and he tore it up last year, leading them to the state semifinals. And he just recently committed to TCU coming off their national championship game yeah. appearance. And so, you know, I think for, for both of those, a little bit of a local tie on the other side of the equation too, but I mean, Cameron, they're, they, they're going to have their hands full all afternoon. This is, this is going to be when, when coaches talk about, they use seven on seven to compete. Cameron got that. <laughs> there is no question about that. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough afternoon for the Yeoman. If they can come away with some big wins, they should, they should definitely feel proud of themselves.
1: I'm curious on that one, if there's going to be a lot of, uh, not TCU purple, but a uh, college station purple, especially it's on a Thursday, you know, it's the day before that they have to play. So I'm curious if any, uh, college station, uh, faithful will be, Coming out to support, uh, you know, Nate. I know he's not there anymore, but going to be curious about that one.
0: You know, this is also a place where coaches like to mingle. So, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if there's a, a, a coach or two. So, uh, we'll we'll have to keep our eye on that. But, nonetheless, Jake, I know this will be your first state seven-on-seven tournament covering it, coming from the grand state of Alabama by way of Texas. <laughs> we, we do acknowledge that Jake is a native Texan.
1: Yeah, it gets a little confusing when people start asking too many questions, but uh, I eventually sort it all out for him.
0: Nonetheless, Jake, State Seven on Seven. I think even though it's it's brutally hot, blistering hot, especially when you get on that turf, it's it's a it's an awesome weekend of football because you get teams from all corners of the state. I mean, literally all corners of the state. When you think about El Paso. Uh, over to like Silsby. you got teams down from the Valley, the Panhandle, all the way through the Triangle. I mean, you get a lot of cross-regional matchups that you probably don't really see during the regular season in the fall. You know, Rudder they're going to face Abilene, come from the big country. Brian, they're going to face Westlake. They come all the way from the Valley. College Station and Consol, They've got two metroplex teams each in their pools. So, it's just a it's just a really fun weekend of football and it's it's cool to see a lot of the state's really top-end athletes because remember, you have to qualify for this. Yeah. You can't just can't just pay your way in and have have the have just your your own way into this. You you actually have to earn a spot here. So, as someone who has never been, though, don't forget, Jake, it's going to be hot. You better wear your sunscreen. If you've never been, you, you, you should bring a lawn chair because there's really not a lot of seating other than at the turf fields. And even at that, the seating's not that great. It's a little bit away. Um, I like to bring a little pool wagon, carry a little water cooler around, and definitely hydrate. If you haven't started hydrating already, you're already behind. Um <laughs> umbrellas are pretty common you know i, I was talking with travis brown earlier our a&m sports reporter he'll be out there this weekend he told me he was going to go by academy because he heard that they have these little clip-on things that you can put on your lawn chair and put your umbrella in which i think is genius wow. by the way and so bring a towel because you're gonna sweat definitely don't wear pants <laughs> um but nonetheless all that said it's gonna be a fun weekend of football and um how neat, too, that all four local teams are, are in there because uh, I think that's just a testament to where football is here at Bryan College Station uh, right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, it's the first time that's ever happened uh, that all four have been in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be fun to go watch. I mean, everybody's guaranteed at least, what, four games? Is that right?
0: Yeah, guaranteed four games at minimum. So
1: yeah so I mean that's going to be a lot of football. I mean I know they're all kind of playing at the same time, but uh if people can just come out come watch. It's going to be sounds like I mean I know I haven't been, but it's going to be a fun week I weekend I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, Jake will be out there, Travis will be out there Thursday and Friday. I might get out there Saturday if I'm lucky. I'm hoping to get out there a little bit for the championship bracket play on uh Saturday morning for Division 1.
1: But uh nonetheless,
0: Follow all of our coverage at TheEagle.com. Follow Jake and Travis on Twitter for live updates and maybe some, some fun interviews with, with some of these players. It, it Summertime's a great time to just interview some of the players because they're relaxed, they're loose, they're with their buddies, they're having fun. And, uh, you know, 16, year olds give some funny answers sometimes. <laughs> so... All right, Jake, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah, I've got
1: my uh, checklist here of things you just said. i got lawn chair, sunscreen, cooler, umbrella, hat. So uh, I think some of those I might have to go out store, to the store and get, but uh, I'm going to be hitting up the Academy on Wednesday. So uh, hopefully it pays off.
0: All right. We'll be back next time. Until then, we'll see you.